What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a good one. Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Final Fantasy VII, developed by Square, Square Soft. Depending on when you are looking at it, the information will change because that company has gone through a couple of different names. Yeah. <laughs> Published by Square Enix. Square Enix. Or Square or Sony Computer Entertainment or EDOS Interactive. Again, take your pick. Everybody's kind of um, had their hands on this game. Yeah. Now, Caleb, you told me that you really like JRPGs. I do really like JRPGs. So what were your thoughts on this one, if you can remember that far? Because this game did come out in 1997, and I think you were what? Like 10? Yeah, it was like 9, 10? I was 10. So my thoughts were nothing. <laughs> Super Mario was the shit. <laughs> that was my thoughts. Because, again, I was I was 10 years old. Like, this game was, in all honesty, pretty advanced for where I was as far as, you know, age and development and everything like that. It, it, was, it was not something that, one, I had the patience for. Round-based, you know, combat styles. Like, I remember it's... Like Final Fantasy three or four, but it's the first one that was released in the states. Okay, <laughs> like I think it's called Echoes of Ember. I remember playing it on the Super Nintendo and being like, "This game sucks," because <laughs> I like I just I didn't have the love for JRPGs that I have now and for the storytelling and everything like that. I didn't want to read. I wanted to fight shit. Yeah. And in a JRPG, you got to read. Yeah. You, you got to read. Because back then, there was no, like, voice acting. They didn't just tell it to you. No, no. You had to read that shit. Yeah. You had to wait till Final Fantasy X before there would be voice acting. Right. And, oh, my God, dude. I just remember, like, hour-long conversations between characters where you're just sitting there and you're reading this entire conversation for an hour. And I'm like, I fucking hate this. Or because I was 10, it was, I duck and hate this. <laughs> like, I, I didn't really play this game when it came out. I did not play this game for years later. But I kept hearing about how, like, Final Fantasy VII is one of the best RPGs ever made. Like, the story and it's unreal and that shocking plot twist. <gasps> like, it, it just, just kept hearing about it and hearing about it and hearing about it. And unfortunately, it wasn't until, like, I owned a PS3 and they put it on the PlayStation Store. And I went, you know, I've heard about this game for fucking ever. Let's play it. <laughs> and the first playthrough did not go very well because I got bored real quick. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just like, oh, my God, the graphics are terrible. This is taking forever. It's so slow. It's taking me forever to kill this enemy. Like, what the fuck? God, it probably wasn't for another couple of years after that that I finally sat down and I started playing through it. And I was like, no, I'm going to get through this. This is supposed to be one of the, like, the best JRPG storylines ever written, mm -hmm. right? Like even fans of this game to this day will still tell you it is one of the best JRPG storylines ever written. And I loved it. I, I really did like playing through it and, and all the little fun things that you can do and the differences in this and that. And then of course, and then they were like, we're making a remake. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Seven years later, we're making a remake. <laughs> yeah. That's what you said. Fucking seven years ago. No, seriously, we are. Here you go. 
holy shit, they're making a remake. <laughs> like, oh my god, this is this has Advent Children graphics. Mm. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so needless to say, when the remake came out, I was like, yes, please, <laughs> yes, more. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is all you gave me. What the fuck? I hate you so much. You're releasing it in parts. Don't you have enough of my money? Yeah, no, right. it's okay. I'll pay you more. Yeah, <laughs> uh, ain't that the truth? But how about you? You were like what thirty? Yeah, I was actually. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was actually for thirteen, fourteen, and he I, almost said thirty. I'm just gonna tell you, like the look <laughs> on his face. He almost said thirty, which would have been great. Um, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine. And he was like, let me show you this game I'm playing on my PlayStation 1. It's called Final Fantasy 7. And then his balls dropped. And I went, holy crap, this is amazing. I went on vacation to oh, Florida no. to visit my aunt, my aunt and my grandma. You, did you go through FF7 withdrawals? No, hold on. And while we were there, my, my grandma or my aunt, I don't remember which one it was, was like, hey, we're going to go to the electronics store. Do you want anything? And I went, yes, please. And I picked up a copy of Final Fantasy VII for the PC. Now, keep in mind, as a little baby who really didn't know that much about computers, because, you know, this was like 1998, um, I had no idea that my computer could not run this game. So Yes, folks, there was a point in time where even this one, computers could not play. Yeah. So couldn't play it. So I just sat staring at it for years. Oh. Parents wouldn't buy me a PlayStation, and they didn't have the money to buy a better computer, so I just had to wait and wait and wait. Oh. So finally, I got a computer, you know, like I said, a couple years later, that was able to run it. So I uploaded it, and I put in 180 hours, I think, is what yeah. it was, in my first playthrough. Yeah. Now, because you did everything. I was going to say, now, that seems like a lot. Because you can actually beat this game in like 30, 40 hours if you just hustle and bustle through it. Uh, if you could get past the fucking dialogue, you could probably beat it in like eight. <laughs> and I, uh, but yeah, I, all of my characters were, were max level 99. All my materia, everybody had a master set of materia. I put so much time into this game. I was so excited for it. And then once I became an adult, I bought a PlayStation 2 and I bought a copy of it so I could play it there, played through. I also played through two more times on the PC. So three on PC, I played through four times on the, the, the PS2, and I played through it twice already on my Xbox because it's recently, quote unquote, relatively recently, um, came out on Xbox and PlayStation yeah and uh so yeah so i bought it on that and i already put a couple playthroughs on there can i just personally say i think that's stupid <laughs> it is a sony exclusive game it was for the longest time this is when a lot of games were just exclusive to certain consoles which to a certain extent really sucked mm -hmm. right it did kind of force you to buy all three consoles granted at the time in 1997 you had sony and you had nintendo mm -hmm. that was it there there was no xbox no wasn't a thing and we're not going to talk about all the little after ones like you know the i guess there was sega i was gonna say the, dream, was, the dreamcast there was sega there but like yeah they, they were sony and nintendo those were the two big competitors and like nothing against sega or anything but clearly it didn't survive you don't go out and buy a sega you know saturn mm -hmm. get it yeah 
get it yeah yeah okay uh, <laughs> uh like because it, that was it but you had to buy both of them because there were games that were exclusive to nintendo and there were games that were exclusive to playstation yeah and basically you grew up in one or one or the other if your parents bought you a nintendo that's what you had they did not buy both no nope. you, you basically just had a nintendo and it sucked because here's your friend who has a PlayStation, and they're bragging about this fucking game, and you're like, I hate you. <laughs> I was going to say, I was rocking a, a Super Nintendo at the time. Yes, yeah, so I was. I. I was just like, man, like the graphics are so much better in this PlayStation, and the games are so much more interesting, and it's all three dimensions, and the this story's amazing. This Super Nintendo thing sucks now. Oh, well, I guess I'll just, you know, I'll just go back to playing Super Mario Kart. <laughs> right <laughs> yay my 2d cart just rounded the left turn and again in jurassic park dude i like jurassic park i liked it i was horrible at it oh i was too that t-rex ate me every time yeah but i loved it dude, i hated going into buildings and you yeah. went into the first person binocular mode and raptors and dilophosauruses were in there everywhere yeah fucking everywhere yeah but it. we're not talking about that yes so. we are we're talking about everything but we're we no final fantasy it took us both a while to get to it it like it unfortunately it was just a part of it was an age and technology thing mm -hmm. like it, it just now i could buy this game like 20 times over and because I could buy it on fucking everything. I could play it on my iPad. Like yeah. the, the, my graphic can't, my computer can't run. This is no longer a problem. This game has. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would legit. I mean, I would buy this on mobile. Like, yeah. like, I mean, I like, I'm going to just put all my cards on the table. No surprises from me for the rest of this episode. This is my number one all time favorite game. So I am more than happy to pay for multiple copies of this thing yeah. because that's how much I enjoy playing this game because for reasons like you were saying earlier, you know, it has a really, really deep story. It has a lot of good um, character growth and development. It has a lot of customization in terms of how you can build out your party. Like there's a lot to this game. There's a lot the of characters. There's a lot of characters in this game and for only allowing this is, this is one of this game did a lot of groundbreaking things, especially um, not only graphics wise, but with Final Fantasy. Every Final Fantasy game before seven, you had a party of four. It was turn based. That was it. This game, you had a party of three mm -hmm. and it was kind of turn based. Like kind of you had it, it, it was a progression bar. You could halt the opponent's progression bar. You could speed up your own progression bar. There were stat boosts that you could give mm -hmm. and equipment that you could wear that would either speed up or slow down that progression bar. Like you had a little bit more control of the timing and flow of battle. Like I remember getting to a point where I always went first and I could always one shot them. Mm -hmm. Just done. Yeah. Like it was, there was nothing to it. But in the beginning of the game, it's like, oh, come on. Come on, Bar. Go faster. Go. Ah, oh, fuck. He got it. He went off. Oh, I'm dead. All right. Let's restart this one. Let's try it again. Yep. You know, and it. So that was interesting. But with only having allowing three people in your party, the number of characters that you had available to put into that party 
you could you could really build out several different unique types of teams, especially depending on how you wanted to build out those characters. It mm. was it was really good. Yeah, some of the characters had um like specific stats that they were a little bit better in just because of um you know typical things right barrett who's like the big hulking brute guy like machine gun fist yeah you know i'm i'm pretty sure his defense and his health was more than you know somebody like tifa who you know she was a real brawler but i felt like she was always more of like a glass cannon because her life didn't her, her her hit points weren't as much as say Barrett, but she could fucking pack a punch yeah. she was a good melee dps person if you could keep the attention off of her you could do some devastating fucking attacks with her yeah like it's insane but like we're, we're getting into other things yeah. because this is game this is legitimate a game that we both love very very much i'm not going to go on record as saying it's like one of my all-time favorite games it, it like I think there are better games out there, but uh, <laughs> like it, there is a love and appreciation for this because not only did it like, again, it some groundbreaking stuff with this game, especially if you think about when the ages storytelling wise game development wise battle commit uh, battle um, component wise, like they really like square Enix basically went, you know what? we want to keep this genre fresh if we want to keep people interested in final fantasy we gotta one the fuck up it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and that's what they delivered here um with a dark dirty grungy beginning mm-hmm. right yeah like but still i think one of like the coolest intros into a game ever like just it's amazing, but I'll let you take it from here as far as... Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. How do we start, bud? So we start with the title screen and a couple of green flecks coming up. Pretty. And uh, eventually it kind of pans and you start to see this figure of a woman. And this woman is wearing a, a a pink dress. She's got a basket of flowers in her arm and she's got her hair tied back in this really pretty bow, pretty pink bow in her hair. And then she starts to walk is away. It pink or is it white? No, it's pink. Oh, okay. Um, and she ends up walking away and the camera pans out and you see this giant big city that she's in and you get the big old title card, final fantasy seven. And then it zooms Your death awaits here. Yeah. And then it zooms in on a train yep and you kind of follow the train for a little bit and starts to slow down and then it pulls into a station and you see a couple of guards and then and i keep in mind right the reason i'm laughing is because i say guards but really it's just a collection of polygons this is back in a time when graphics were not very good polygons were the shit man this yeah. was this was top of the line polygon graphics yeah everything before this was 2d pixels so this was the shit (laughs) yes it was awesome at the time i'm laughing in hindsight and so a couple you see a couple characters come out you know one one person comes out and like kicks one of the guards and then another guy comes out and punches another guard and then this big you know this big this big guy comes out and you know you get this thing it's like hey are you coming and you just see this blonde haired guy in a purple suit with a sword as big as he is just does this flip and lands and 
you get to name your character. You can leave his name as Cloud, which is his normal character name. Yep. Or you could change it to be something that you want it to be. Leroy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you, you know, you run down the tracks. You have a really quick combat tutorial with a couple of guys, and it just explains the active time battle. Yep. Which, like you were saying, is yeah, a bar that fills, and when the bar is filled, you can select an action. There are things that you can do to modify that. You can even go into the settings and um, have it set up so like things only happen like 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 other like the enemy's time bars don't fill up when you are making your selections yeah and that's how you can make it like true turn based is that you know when you when that one's filled you can select your action but the other people can't go until you do if you leave it off if you are trying to decide what you want to do the enemy can just keep taking their turn and hitting you taking shots man and let me tell you that really sucks like should i heal should i attack Maybe maybe I should just use a potion instead because I don't want to use my mana and I can use my mana for boom got hit again motherfucker uh-huh. I gotta make a decision <laughs> so now do I heal me or do I heal him or do I just boom dead and I'm like <laughs> no and that is one of the things I love about the game is that this was one of the first games I ever played that actually forced me to constantly be on my toes yeah I constantly had to be thinking about what like what is going on now and what is going on two moves from now yeah like. Do I have enough health to sustain another attack or should I spend around healing or whatever the case may be? Um, you know, do I sacrifice a round of damage to do a round of buffing everybody, you know, yeah. p- putting a shield on or putting a barrier on or you, like you were saying, use haste to speed up our bars. Um, so that's really plethora of options. Yeah. So you so you run along and then you meet up with Barrett. Barrett is a giant hulking brute of a man (laughs) and immediately there's something weird about him because he has a gatlin gun on one of his arms yep first time ever yeah and at this point you can name him and he becomes a more or less permanent party member you can switch party members out later on and sometimes party members drop yeah you can't use them because they're doing other stuff but you get him as a party member now um and then you you run into this shinra mako reactor mako I I know that that's how I used to say it, but it's Mako in verbal things. It's Mako. Yeah, so it's I'm Mako. just going with what I've been hearing. But I do agree. They I, even say Mako in the, the movies. And yes, yeah, I but I I'm right there with you. I always used to say Mako because that's how I would pronounce it. That's how you would pronounce it. Yeah. Right. Like uh, English American. Mm-hmm. And you have so. Barrett has this nice little spiel. He does part of it now and he does part of it after you blow up this reactor. But basically what's going on is the world that you're on has a life stream, much like humans have blood. And the life stream is what the planet is, the energy that the planet uses to heal itself. And it gets that energy from the, the basically the essence of the dead people on the planet. Yes. Basically. So, you know, you die, you go into the, the, the life stream and then you're a part of the planet forever and you can help things grow or you can help fix itself or whatever. And these, the company Shinra, um, is run by the, like is run by a president who is kind of actually like the, the guy who runs the entire city, even though there's a mayor, but basically he's a mayor in title only. And these these reactors are drawing up this this uh, Mako energy and using it for things like electricity and power and stuff. They, they've basically figured out how to draw from the life stream 
to create modern conveniences, cars, mm-hmm. electricity, ovens, all like all this other stuff. And because of that, and Shinra being the only company that does that, that's why the president of Shinya, Shinra is basically like the leader. Yeah, Lord God of all of Midgar, which is the town that you're in. Yeah, and it, but it's it's bad. It comes it, at a cost. It comes at a cost. Like it, it energy's gotta gotta come from somewhere yeah it's basically like ruining the planet once all the the mako energy is gone the planet will just crumble and disintegrate it can't do anything it can't support life that includes you buddy (laughs) so you run in and you blow up the reactor yay good job by all you end up leaving and you uh meet back at tifa's seventh heaven bar yep in one of the slums um called sector seven Sector 7. <laughs> um, and what you learn is that the city of Midgar is basically two two giant circular plates supported by columns all around it in each of these sectors. And the like rich and high up to-dos, they all live on the top plate. And then on the bottom plate is all the slums. Yeah, where basically a majority of population lives. Yeah. And they don't get light except for basically artificial light mm-hmm. from the top plate. And yeah, they're they're living day to day just to survive. Yeah. Like it's bad. It's bad, bad. And you learn that Barrett is the leader of an organization called Avalanche. And their job is, or not necessarily their job, but their mission is to stop Shinra from draining all the, the Mako energy um, on the planet. By destroying these reactors. Yep. And But even that comes at a cost. By destroying the reactors, you're basically destroying the modern way that everybody lives. So basically everybody on the top plate hates this idea. Everybody on the bottom plate is afraid that Avalanche is going to piss off Shinra and they're basically going to wipe out the bottom plate civilization. So, mm-hmm. like, Avalanche is not a well-loved organization no. by anyone. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, if- mo- most people think they're terrorists. Um, and, yeah, like you're saying, the people on the top are like, no, we don't want to give up our way of life. And the people on the bottom are like, you're going to get, re- you know, you're going to bring retribution on us, the masses, for your actions when yeah we don't like our living conditions but at least we're alive you're yeah. gonna get us killed you're gonna get us killed so <clears throat> so after you go to tifa's bar and you meet tifa you just you are going out to attack another reactor now tifa joins your party originally like so cloud is he's a mercenary but he's very secluded like mm-hmm. he 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 basically just like no pay me for this one job and we're done. But Tifa kind of like talks him into like, no, I'm pretty and I have boobs and they're pointy. <laughs> well, they are pointy because they are polygons. So come help us. <laughs> and Cloud's like, yeah, God, I can't. I just something about pointy boobs. I got it. Let's do this. <laughs> and that's when he ends up going. Right. Like because originally he wasn't he wasn't going to. He doesn't he didn't want to. He was hired for the one job. That was it. I'm done. Yeah. All right. Fuck it. I'll go with you. Again. Yeah. Tifa, <laughs> Tifa basically is like, hey, you promised me when we were kids that if I was in trouble, you'd come and help me. And he's like, you're right. I did say that. Okay, fine. I'll help you. Like she twists his arm into helping. Yep. She does indeed. <laughs> Which, but then they go 
to the second reactor and while attacking that one it they do destroy it but mm-hmm. it, it kind of goes a little awry yeah so as they're leaving the president shows up um and he's like Oh, I knew this. This was actually a trap. I knew you guys were coming here next. Here, have this giant robot called the Airbuster. It's specifically designed to kill you. Goodbye. Typical villain, right? Monologuing and then leaving. <laughs> yeah. So you have a nice little boss fight. And at the end of that, it the the like destruction and everything and the blowing up. You end up falling. Mm-hmm to the bottom plate because all the reactors are on the top plate. Yes. So you fall through the top plate um, all the way down to the bottom plate through this little roof into a flower patch, mm-hmm. which is uncommon. Like flowers are not something that you see in Midgar yeah. at, like at all. Um, And that's when you meet the beautiful yet stunning yet very polygoned Aerith. Aerith. Or as it was mistranslated, Eris. Eris? That's what it was mistranslated as. Really? In the game. Her name is Eris, and it was a mistake. Oh. Uh, if I remember if I remember my knowledge correctly. But he yes, probably doesn't. You, you He's meet... only played the game like 20 million times. <laughs> um, but yes, you do meet Aerith. She is the flower girl from the slums. Um who you see in the very beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. She is the one that yep. you see in the very beginning of the game with the flower basket and the pretty little bow in her hair. Yep. And she is very much that girl. Mm-hmm. Like the like everything is great, everything is perfect. I am so innocent. <laughs> and she does one of the things that I find super cute. Now remember, I am super biased in this, okay? Just remember that I am biased. So, I think it's really cute that as you're as you and Aerith's, Aerith are talking, um, and this guy with red hair shows up. Oh, what's his name? Reno. Reno. There's That's a re- right. There's a reason right. why you should remember that. I, <laughs> and I hate that dude. <laughs> so he shows up and he's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" And Aerith, Aerith is like, "Okay, we need to leave. Will you be my bodyguard?" And he's like, "No, I'm a mercenary. I need to get paid." She goes, "Okay, deal. I'll go on a date with you." And I don't know why, but I always find that really endearing. I think it's kind of funny. Do you know why? Why? because you're weird that's probably true no i like i've thought a lot about this like why just random stranger fell through the roof of her church destroyed her flowers and all of a sudden she's like i'll go on a date with you it's because of who he reminds her of yes like i it took me unbearably long time of why (laughs) like (laughs) like i it's really sad how long it took me to kind of like oh my god duh (laughs) but yeah so like you protect you're you're protecting her from shinra right Mm -hmm. and you like take her back to her house yep but while you're doing all of that shinra finds avalanche and collapses the plate not yet but yes no that's while this is going on that all happens at the same time so while you're protecting her nope shinra's trying to collapse the plate no you forgot all about walmart because you take Aerith back to her house, and then you go to leave in the middle of the night. Aerith comes and follows you. You see Tifa. You go to Dawn, the Dawn's. Oh, and the fucking golden saucer. Well, not well, not there yet, but it's whatever. <laughs> it's the stupid place with the stupid things, and 
Yeah, and then you and Aerith are trying to save Tifa because Tifa's being, like, sold off as a prostitute or something to one of the guys. And, <laughs> like, so Aerith, you got to get, like, Aerith all dolled up and everything like that. And- oh, but not just Aerith. You get Cloud. You have to dress. You have to get Cloud to dress up as a woman because you go to the wall market where the Don is, and every night he takes a quote-unquote new bride. Yep. And Tifa knows that the Don knows something about what's going on with Shinra. Yep. And so she's trying to infiltrate them. Aerith has the great idea. Well, if there's three girls that need to be picked and we know all three girls, one is Tifa, one is Aerith and one is cloud. Then he'll, he'll pick somebody. And what we're, we know for sure we're going to get the information we need. Yeah. Well, so you, you go through this fun little side quest of, you know, you have to get a dress and you can get a wig and you have to get, you can get perfume and a necklace and all sorts all of fun this stuff. other shit. Yeah. But then after you visit the Dawn, yes, you find out that Shinra is going to, they, they're like, we know where their avalanche's base is and we're going to collapse the plate above sector seven. Mm hmm. And yeah, well, because like the Don, I think the Don basically rats you the fuck out because the Don's working for Shinra. Yeah. And when you kind of confront him, he tricks you and like then scurries away like a fucking rodent. Yep. Dick. But yeah, so that's when you go back and like you're trying to save Sector 7 and stop them from destroying the plate. Mm. Um. Because it's like, it's bad all around. Like, it's going to kill everybody on the top plate and everybody on the bottom plate. But Shinra doesn't give a fuck. No, they are literally the evilest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are, like, the worst. Um, And, like, it, it does collapse, right? Yep. Like, it does collapse. And it basically wipes out most of the population Um, of in sec- Sector 7. In Sector 7. Yeah. yeah. So Aerith lives in Sector 6. Yep. And Barrett has a daughter, like a little girl. Yeah. And um, Tifa told Aerith to go and get Marlena. Yep. Or Marlene. I mean, it's pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Um, when it's written down, you kind of just make up your own pronunciation. Yeah. So, so Aerith goes and gets Marlene, takes her to Sector 6, just before the plate falls um Aerith tells tifa don't worry she's safe she's with my mom cloud knows where that is so yeah the plate drops you go check on her and then you're like we're gonna take this fight to president shinra himself well Aerith gets captured yes yeah and that's why because well there's that too you're yeah (laughs) no it's it's more of for cloud i think it's more of Aerith because up until this point cloud doesn't really show like he gives a fuck about anything yeah but when it comes to Aerith, he does. Mm-hmm. Like, he actually genuinely cares. So when she gets captured, um, he's kind of like, what the fuck? Well, Not he, only did they kill our entire sector, but now they, they've taken her. Nope, and, we're going. And, we're he feel, and he feels responsible because she was helping them out. Yeah. Liam. And so, like, they go to the Shinra building. Mm-hmm. And end up working their way up through it you have what cloud barrett tifa and i think that's it um yeah at, for, at first yeah you yeah. Pick, you pick up a fourth party member well you rescue Aerith. yep and then you get another party and member. then you get another one so like you leave the shinra building with five party members mm-hmm. 
um, because you go through, you rescue Aerith, and you kind of find out that like Aerith captured was more of a, if you leave everybody else alone, I'll go with you type deal. And I don't think it, no, it's not there that you find out why they want Aerith so much, is it? It it is. It is yeah. where they, like she's supposed to be like the map to the promised land or has the map to the promised land or something sh- weird shit like that. It, it gets weird. It's basically there's an ancient race of beings called the Setra and Aerith is a descendant. Theoretically the last one. Yeah. And so what they're trying to do, and this is horribly disgusting, they're trying to have Aerith's Cetra DNA mated with another creature with a long lifespan, so that way they could have they could produce a long living baby with Cetra blood, and then they can do all of their stuff to try to find this promised land. Yeah. And basically keep making more of them. Because mm-hmm. they know Aerith she gonna die yeah um and when she dies if they don't have it by then it'll be gone it'll be gone because this promised land is basically a never-ending stream of life energy yep it's a never-ending power source because even shinra understands like we're killing the planet eventually we're going to run out and then we're all going to die if we don't come to like it's it's kind of weird because they are very much the big bad guys but they themselves are also trying to save the planet they're just doing it in a very very evil way <laughs> like it is super evil the way they're going about it because it's, it's kind of that common thing of like money corrupts right mm-hmm. they have the money and they're basically throwing around that money to do whatever it takes to save the planet where avalanches approaches will then just stop doing what we're doing yeah. And the planet will be saved. Like, it just seems that simple to me, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like, you save her, and as you're leaving, you end up in, like, basically the science area in the Shinra building. Mm-hmm. And while you're in that area, you meet Red 13, which is, like, this really cool, like, panther wolf-looking thing that has a fire tail and he's a badass and he can talk he can talk and he is the he is the other side of that whole mating thing they were trying to mate red 13 and Aerith to create a very long living cetra baby was it was it him specifically that they were trying to mate her with yep oh see i never got that yep but that does make sense. Yep. That and does make sense. Yeah. You learn later on in the game that uh, whatever Red 13 is, his species live for a very long time. Um, and then Hojo says something in like a cutscene. Yeah. Um, Hojo- Hojo's being the scientist that's trying to mate Aerith. Yeah. Because like because Aerith of what she is, um, she basically gets to dictate her own rules on things. Which is why, like, even though Shinra keeps trying to capture her, they don't really try to, like, pursue her to a a painful degree because they can't hurt her. Yeah, they actually are more, like, at first, they're just kind of enticing her. They're just like, come on, come with us. We'll take care of you. It'll be fine. We'll, you know, we're not, like, they're not, it's, which is a weird, like, way to think about it, right? They're so evil, they're willing to kill theoretically millions of people by dropping a plate down, but they won't kidnap one girl until 
like this avalanche group gets involved well because again they didn't even kidnap her it's not a kidnapping it's a if you come with us like, we'll leave everybody else alone it's blackmail it's blackmail all right all right like it's not a kidnapping it's blackmail because they also believe that she knows where the promised land is she's just refusing to tell them mm-hmm and so they're trying to get her to tell them through niceties mm-hmm. um, without having to resort to this other method of mating and grossness. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then they basically, the president basically is just like, you know what? I'm fucking done. I am done. And basically allows Hojo to like, do what you need to mm-hmm. get this done. Like we're, we're, we're done fucking around. And luckily, that's when, you know, Cloud and gang come in and save her ass. Um, But as they're leaving the building, that's when they discover that the president, uh, President Shenra, because his name is Shenra, um, was murdered by Sephiroth, Mm -hmm. which is the first time that you actually hear the name Sephiroth or read the name. Yeah, read it. Sephiroth. Um. (laughs) And like it, it does this huge thing because Cloud kind of talks about his backstory a little bit with Tifa and and stuff like that and little cutscenes beforehand. Like there's one where they're like sitting on a water tower. I, I want to say in the slums, and he's telling her a little bit about what's going, what happened to him, and everything, and becoming a, um, a first class soldier and shit like that. Well, the water tower scene is in the flashback. That's in a minute. Then oh, okay. See, I'm getting a, things a little. Yeah, no. there's a lot. There's a lot to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but there is a bit that where she's Tifa was asking him, and he was like, "What? I left town. I became a member of soldier." And I worked for a while and now I'm here. Yeah. Like now I'm a mercenary. Yeah. Like he's very, like he's very quiet about it, which soldier. I hate that. We discussed this. We hate this title. It's so stupid. So soldier in all caps is the name of their elite fighting force. And there's three classes to it. Third class, second class, first class, first class being like the top of the line Mm -hmm. soldier. Yep. Cloud was a first class soldier. Or technically soldier first class. Soldier first class. Yeah. That's how he always references it. Yeah. Was, I was I was in soldier first class. Yeah. I'm so special. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and um like he left that because he didn't agree with Shinra anymore and now works as a mercenary. Mm. Which even from the get-go, seeing some of the shit that Shinra has done, I'm like, no, mm-hmm. nope. He didn't left. He went AWOL. Yeah. At the very least, he went fucking AWOL. Like, no joke, because no, they're not just going to let you leave. You're a billion-dollar weapon. <laughs> you ain't leaving. Yeah. Like, come on. But again, I was much older. If I was 10 and I was playing through it, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, But... Uh, the party then like pursues Sephiroth, Sephiroth, mm-hmm. um, and 
Yeah, like, isn't that where you leave Midgar for the first time? Yeah, so just real quick, obviously this game can be very long. We're not going to cover every little bit of it. Moment of it. So we are going to skip over some what I think will be unnecessary key points. Um, But yes. Yeah, you're in your pursuit of him. You leave Midgar for the first time. And this is, it's just you, Barrett, Tifa, Aerith, and Red 13. And Red, yep. Yeah. And and then you get the world. Yeah, and then you actually... This is your first experience in the world. Then it becomes an open world game. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. Because up until this point, it's it's basically you're just following a path. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I hated it because all the other Final Fantasy games are open world. Like, very few of them are you following a path. Mm-hmm. You know, it's maybe like the first little instance of like the owl first hour of the game you're you're trapped in the one city as story happens and then you're out in the world and you can do whatever this one by the time you hit this point you are four or five hours in ish um oh yeah 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 like yeah like it there's no real grinding no that you can do so you better just hope that you you're good at combat because you do have some major boss fights. Yeah, there's one area when you're between where Aerith lives and Wall Market. Yeah, there's a little strip there where you can kind of farm if you if you need to grind a little bit. Dude, it's so hard to in there though because there's not very en- very many enemies. Well, well, and the other thing is that the enemy like your enemies are basically like, do you want the giant house? that (laughs) death house yeah that you know like is not a huge pain in the ass or do you want like the weird little spider things the little purple whole yeah yeah bitey like those things can mess you up at the very beginning of the game um and you really you don't need to do a lot of grinding because anything you need to buy generally you'll have enough money for at this point no if you're grinding you're grinding for xp and that's that's the hard part is you're not getting very much xp out of these things no you would need to spend quite a bit of time grinding it if you wanted to make the rest of the like the rest of your time in Um, midgar this first experience yeah easier yeah but it's not it's not undoable no it's just boring yeah like it's boring and tedious and like yeah because you're you don't there's not a whole lot of return when you make it out into the open world on the other hand yeah your ability to grind goes through the fucking roof, man. Mm. Like, and it's a lot more interesting. It's a lot more fun in my in my mind. Like, once you get out of Midgar and you're in the open world, it's a hell of a lot more fun. But basically, the rest of the journey is you chasing Sephiroth, pretty much, and learning what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. I don't know how much more of it you want to talk about. Like, I, I'll let you take away a little bit from here well so yeah so you end up leaving midgar you go to a town nearby called calm and um this is where you get the playable flashback this is probably what i i i don't know exactly how long it takes i would say it feels like it takes an hour yeah because basically you meet everybody in this town and then cloud goes through the backstory and you know his backstory of he was a kid he wanted to be in soldier he went to you know he got uh, promoted to soldier first class and it goes through his entire backstory bad stuff happened yeah he w- left with yeah with you know why sephiroth like who and what sephiroth is and why he's important um and then yeah then he was also a soldier first class yes he is like the soldier first class yeah like i, I again that was something that took me a while like he's the first he is the one like every like yeah you in the game when anybody talks about sephiroth they're like oh 
he was so powerful. Yeah. He was so amazing. He was the best. He, was the he best. protected us so much. Like, his katana is 70 feet long. <laughs> Maybe his penis is only three inches big. <laughs> like, I, Well, that, thank you. I've In 20-some-odd years, I've never had that thought before until now. Thank you very much. I'm just saying, why do you need a 70-foot long sword? It literally is 70 foot long. It is not literally 70 feet long. Have you looked it up? This, yes. yes. It, it is a 70 foot long katana. It is not 70 feet. And then it grows <laughs> to 120. So, yeah. So, you end up following Sephiroth. And, I mean, this, like, you know, this takes you all the way through multiple continents, tons of different towns. Um, you know, you meet tons of new players. You get a bunch more party members there's even two party members that are technically hidden that you can only get if you do things um you know in a correct way or you know you have to like solve a puzzle to find one of them and they all have their backstories too and you know you learn more about that really the only one who doesn't get like a really good crazy flashback are the are tifa and eris Aerith. um you know, you get some of Barrett's backstory, you get some of Red's backstory. And what you find out is that Sephiroth is trying to use... All right, actually, how do we want to do this? So, in in this game, when you take life stream energy and you put it under extreme pressure, you get what's called um, materia. Materia. And <laughs> like every time mm. every time that pops in my head and materia comes in different varieties you have green ones that are for for like out like magic um and they all have like specific names like supportive magic and and stuff like that but like green is your attacking magic or your buffing magic red is your summon materia yellow is your command materia um you know that's like you can do two times cut you can steal from people you can mime a, a character's actions um you know purple materia which like can boost your hp or whatever um and you learn that Sephiroth is looking for what's called the black materia because the black materia will call a comet that will destroy the world. And Sephiroth's idea is if I strike the world with a meteor timeout. Okay. So it normally depicts Sephiroth's sword as tall or slightly longer than he is tall. Right. Mm -hmm. Which would make it anywhere from six to 80 feet long <laughs> or mean, eight feet long you mean six to eight feet <laughs> 80 feet <laughs> because i refuse <laughs> like i'm just it i just laugh no. because in some like in the movies in um crisis core like in some of these things that you see his sword literally goes from like a six to eight foot long sword to what appears to be like 40 50 feet long yeah you know what i mean kingdom hearts his sword is literally like half the size of the platform that you're fighting him on which is easily making it a 40 foot long sword it's just absurd it's absurdly long now like the original design of it because i did some research mm -hmm. um it's designed after an ancient Japanese sword by an ancient era blacksmith and everything like that. Mm -hmm. 
everything so but i i loved his sword i always did i thought his sword was like the coolest bad guy weapon ever <laughs> because it was basically indestructible he wielded it around like it was a fucking toothpick he's the only one who could wield it they yeah. specifically call that out yeah they nobody else can like basically touch this sword it's it's crazy and um yeah it's ungodly and i loved it it was awesome it was awesome but it was it's too damn big yeah so but, ba- ba- back to his plan. Yeah. So he so he thinks, cool, if I cause a meteor to crash into the world and if I'm standing there when the world starts to heal itself, I will get all of that Mako energy in me and I will become a super, super alien being. Because what you learn is that there was an there was an ancient meteor that crashed carrying yep. basically um, an alien species on it which they call Genova and Genova. They, they use that and injected it into people. And y- your product was one of two things, super crazy, strong, smart, athletic, super soldiers, super soldiers, Halo. <coughs> or monsters <laughs> like straight up like just... wicked fucking monsters. Too. Yeah. Because they, they were also enhanced. Mm-hmm. They were super strong, but they were just like fucking chaotic. Yeah. Like a lot of these, like, genova monsters that you fight Mm. are some of the bosses throughout the game in certain areas because they are just ridiculously strong yeah it's it's insane sephiroth was a mixture of both (laughs) so on your journey you not originally though yeah He, he was a good guy for like a really long time and a really nice guy actually like if you if you look into like a lot of like the backstories and in the various different final fantasy like spinoff things that they have now for the seven right Mm. he was a nice guy (laughs) and then he like went fucking nuts yeah like legit like there's a reason why people worshipped him not because he was super powerful but because he was nice and he was actually protecting the city and he was trying to do a good thing yeah He's not an asshole until he's until his mind snaps. Yeah, and then it's fucking full-fledged craziness. Mm. And like I always felt that it's because of Genova that his mind snaps because you basically find out that even after he became a super soldier, they just kept fucking injecting him with shit. Mm. Just trying to make him stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and eventually his mind was just like fuck you. Mm. Break. Because he also believes that Genova, his mother, Mm -hmm. is his mother, right? Mm -hmm. And she is the mother of the planet. This is where I got really confused for a long time. Like, not know that whole little thing of, like, meteor came, crashed into the planet, and there's Genova, right? Mm -hmm. I always looked at it as, like, okay, so then Genova brought the life stream? No. And created the life stream? Because... they're not great at explaining a lot of things right right so it it was a long time before i realized no 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 live stream existed genova came in and actually tried to like destroy live stream and end up getting destroyed instead and then years later people went hey look here's something that we know nothing the fuck about let's experiment on yeah. it <laughs> like yay yeah and and you learn that technically, so so now you you learn that Sephiroth is part of the Cetra, which is this ancient race, and they were like spacefaring people. Yeah. And they got to this planet and they decided to settle, and those are uh, Aerith's ancestors. 
And so he kind of has like a bug up his butt about that. You know, he's like, hey, we were nomadic, but you're like, when we got here, your people decided to stay and you turned your back on everything we knew because his mom was also a Seth Roth's mom was also a Cetra. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think I ever got that, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I know who his dad is, but he always, you know, in the game, he always refers to his mother as Genova. But like, you then find out Genova's like, way fucking old and couldn't actually be his mother so then you kind of take it like metaphoric well yeah so there was a doctor named gast um there was gast there was like a a guy who worked for shinra named vincent van gogh and then there and then there was like an assistant for that doctor gast named lucinia yeah if i remember correctly yeah and basically vincent loved lucinia Lucinia loved Vincent, but couldn't do anything about it because she was already with Gast. They had a child, and it was Sephiroth. And then they injected baby Sephiroth Sephiroth with Genova stuff. And because they did it so much, boom, mind snaps. He thinks of Genova as his actual mother, yeah, not Lucinia or whatever. Yeah, is. but when, when Sephiroth like confronts Aerith about all of this shit mm. with lineage and all that. Aerith's kind of like, what? No, you're a chicken. <laughs> and he's like, I'm a chicken. I'll show you what we do with chickens and skewers her like a chicken. And I'll, I'll tell you, like, this is when the game originally came out, it was a three disc game. Yeah. This is that <laughs> moment where Sephiroth kills Aerith. He literally like skewers her through the stomach. He's got something about stomachs. Um, skewers her through the stomachs and then literally like throws her off his sword, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he then like, it was devastating. I I just, I was like, oh my God. Well, geez. So I was talking to my girlfriend about this actually pretty recently. So I'm guessing she's never actually played this game. No, God, no. The graphics are too bad for her. I still call her a gaming snob. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let her, she'll have some choice words. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we were just talking about this, right? So yeah, so it sets up that you wake up in the middle of the night and Aerith is gone. Right? Yeah, she's, yeah. she's taking you to this place where she she thinks she can find the promised land and she's being led there by these voices in her head and you wake up and she's gone and you, you start running around and I literally me as a human being was like running around being like Eris where are you where because again right her name was Eris in this version yeah you know, I was like where are you no where are you and like I was freaking out and yeah you I mean you find her she's just kneeling and she's like don't worry it's gonna be fine I'm praying to the holy magic that we're going to be protected and everything was going to be shrink dead. Oh my gosh. It was freaking terrible. Yeah. Cause then this is when like, this is when you meet Sephiroth. Mm -hmm. Like you meet him. It is, it is amazing because his presence in the game, you're just like, yep, I'd follow you anywhere, buddy. (laughs) I'd go Full straight up evil. Let's do this. For for Mother Genova. <laughs> Not Mother Russia. Mother, Mother Genova. Mother Genova. Mother Genova. Um 
Cause like yeah, and Cloud just kind of stands there. Yeah. Oh yeah. He he's he like breaks down into tears. Yeah. And yep. End of first disc. Yay! End of Yay. the first disc. And you're already like I don't know, forty hours into the game. <laughs> <laughs> if you took your time. Yeah. No. No. And but like from there, of course. At that point, I understood more of why they were trying to, like, chase and hunt down, right? Mm. Because he kills him, and then doesn't he pin... He pins Cloud to the roof with his sword. When? After he kills Aerith. No. So, at, so first what happens is you... Sh so, Cloud, Cloud shows up, and he starts to kind of go crazy, and basically, like, you go... You as Cloud go to attack Aerith. And you stop yourself and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on? <clears throat> Sephiroth jumps down, stabs Aerith, and then yeah. flies away. But he leaves a piece of Genova and then you have a boss fight. After that is the funeral ceremony. There's a... Oh, God. Where am I getting this? Because there's a point where Sephiroth pins Cloud to a roof and leaves him there. Um, probably Advent Children. No, because in Advent Children, yeah, Advent Children's weird. You, did you never see the movie? No, I saw it. Yeah, he, he, he Sephiroth only comes back at the very end as the big bad evil guy. Yeah, and he's and he and he pins Cloud to the wall. Is that what you're thinking of? No, because oh. I'm I'm literally thinking like there's a moment where he takes his sword, stabs Cloud through the stomach. I can see this in the polygonness <laughs> awesome that it is. He then lifts Cloud up. And stabs it into the roof, and Cloud is stuck there. And they, it, he then leaves. And then that's the end. And when you put in the next disc, you have no idea what happened. Because it, it starts off with something else. It starts off with the rest of the group. You don't know if Cloud's alive or dead. You know Aerith's dead. They don't know about Cloud and Aerith. Like, uh, I swear, it's at the end of the first disc. Second disc. I'm willing to bet it's when the weapons are released. Because that's when Cloud is walking along the roof and hands the Black Materia to Sephiroth. And then the water starts to gush in. And But Cloud is walking along the roof. Yeah. Is that maybe what you're thinking of? Maybe. And but I know he, like, stabs him and leaves him there and then, like... It, it because even in the newer versions right or the one that i played mm -hmm. where the disc breaks there's this moment of like blackness <laughs> and it feels like it goes on forever <laughs> as you're waiting for like the next little area you know the next part of the game to load up right mm -hmm. and i just like during that blackness and i i later read those were the game the when the discs the separation of the discs yeah right where those little areas of just like minute of blackness right and that's what happened so like he stabs him and i i swore he pinned him to the roof and like and then it cuts and then you you stick in the next disc and it's the rest of the party trying to do things yeah because cloud and cloud has gotten swept away in the live stream I'm willing to bet that's what it is. Probably. Se maybe Sephiroth maybe Naughty actually, like, stick him. No, but, no, because Cloud is, like, standing on the ground, and then he, like, flies up and flips up, and then he's walking along the ceiling. Because you can walk along the ceiling during the whole cutscene. Yeah. Quote, unquote. While everybody on the ground is talking, you can, as Cloud, just kind of walk around, and you're stuck to the ceiling, but not yeah. stabbed to it. 
Maybe maybe that's where I'm getting confused. And that's where the second disc ends because the next one starts off with everyone being like, well, what the heck are we going to do? We need answers. We don't know where Cloud is. Aerith is dead. What do we do? Then you yeah. learn where Cloud's location is and then you go there. Yeah, which so, that's when he's on the island. Yeah. 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 Middell yeah. or whatever it's called. Is it? I, I don't know. But yeah, no, it like, but there's a lot, man. There's a lot to this, this storyline. It's an amazing game. It's incredible. I was super excited for Final Fantasy VII. I was really pissed off because you only make it like halfway through the first disc <laughs> in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. And I'm like, at this rate, there's going to be six of these fucking games. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Well, yeah, I was going to say in the new one, right? You need to get all the way to the Chocobo farm go past the giant snake monster yeah get to juno yep go across the sea and actually i bet you juno would probably be the end of that disc the next one that episode two of why them. because that's about the same amount of time as you would spend because you do you don't forget you do a lot in juno you do do a lot in juno I don't know. I don't like it's hard to kind of map it out like the way they broke up the first one. They should have broken it up. They did where you leave Midgar for the first time. Mm. But like so is the second disc just going to be all the open world? Well, it can't be. No, no, because because you're able to go back out into the open world multiple times after the initial. You may they may have it go to Costa del Sol. Nah, the, maybe the resort across the sea. They may have that. Because... We're talking about all of this, and yeah. you guys have no clue. But like, there, there, there's certain key points in it when you're following Sephiroth around, where you're hitting key towns mm. in the open world, and it triggers events and everything like that because you're you're chasing after him. Yeah, because Cloud has to. He has to chase after Sephiroth. It's not a we need to chase him and stop him because you know. He killed my friends and everything like that. It's it's a drive. It's a drive in his head. Just like whenever Chris said it, whenever Sephiroth shows up and Cloud's around, Cloud goes through this little mental break. Yeah. And I always thought like Cloud wasn't injected with Genova's cells. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was injected with Sephiroth cells. Mm. Like, and they're passing it off as Genova cells, but I always thought it was Sephiroth cells that he was being injected with. Yeah. Because that would explain more of the connection. But at the same time, if it is Genova cells, I, I keep forgetting Sephiroth is like 90% Genova at this point. Like, he has undergone so many injections and so much genetic mutation because of Genova. Mm -hmm. He's more Genova than he is Sephiroth. Yeah. Like, so that could be it. Is he... Because he doesn't... He's not, like, mad scientist crazy. Sephiroth? Yeah. No, he's more, like... I am a giant and everyone else's ants. Yes. And my species I am is a supreme. God. Yeah. I am a God among men and you all will die before me. Yeah. So I can reach my ultimate and, power. And he's very calm about it. And it's very much to better this planet. You need to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that is one of his things too, is he's like, you guys ruined this. I'm just going to take all the power from here and move on. Yeah. And fix it. 
So you, after you get to Juno, you do some stuff there. You go across the sea to this fun little vacation resort kind of area. Yeah. I really like that place just because I, it's kind of fun. It is. It yeah. is. There's a lot of lighthearted moments mm -hmm. in the game, which I really like. But it leads to the character development. Because we didn't, like, so you have you have what I call the base group, right? Mm -hmm. You have Cloud, Barrett, Tifa, um, uh, Aerith, and Red. Yeah. Aerith dies. So you still have those four, but then you get like the cool group <laughs> in my mind. Right. So you get cat Sith, which is a fortune telling robot that's being controlled by Shinra staff. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. He's fucking crazy. And, um, it, no, it's only one Shinra staff member. It's Reeves. I think Reeves. I think it's Reeves. I think it is Reeves. Um, you get Sid. You can't have a Final Fantasy game without Sid. Without a Sid. Without a Sid. And if there's a Sid, you know what else is going to be coming later. Airship. <laughs> um, you then get Yuffie, Vincent Valentine. Yuffie and Vincent are technically secret characters because you have to specifically go looking for them. Everybody else naturally through the story yes. comes in, but those two are secret characters. Which I don't know how secret they are, but they're really cool because the Vincent, it's Vincent Valentine. Valentine. I was going to say Valentine. I was going to let you have your day in the light. No, I, 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 I say Valentine. It's probably Valentine. Um, he's the Vincent from that little story that you just told. Yes, he is. Like he, he's that that Vincent. So he kind of has his own little grudge with Sephiroth. Mm -hmm. Like because Sephiroth ends up like killing his parents. No. Um. What? No, during during his well, birth, his mother dies. Well, yeah, in birth, the mother dies. Gas doesn't die. Gas. Um, that's the his dad, Professor Gast. You see, I don't think it is. Hold on. Because later in the game, hold on, and I'm trying not to give away anything. A minor yet important character in Final Fantasy, a biologist. He used to be the head of Shinra's science research. Unlike his colleagues, the later uh, successor Hojo and Hollander. Uh, he pursued wisdom for its own sake rather than using it to gain power. Yep. Appearance, we're typical white coat, personality, intelligent man, story. Was dead. Um, How does he die? That's the thing. Like, because I'm pretty sure Sephiroth kills him. Okay. Uh, Gast records the interviews he conducts with Ithalna, which okay. is Aerith's mom, yep. where he learns the truth about Genova and the promised land. He falls in love with her and they have a daughter, Aerith. They are tracked down by Shinra and Hojo kills Gast while capturing the girls. And what happens to his body is unknown. Okay. But, and who's Sephiroth's biological mom? Uh, Lu Lucretia Crescent. Lu Lucretia. Yeah. And she has Sephiroth with gas. Um, gas research led her to inject with Genova cells to make a new research. Oh, oh, yeah. No, it was Hojo and Lucretia. Yes. That, okay. Which makes more sense. Because Sephiroth's dad is Hojo. Sephiroth's dad is Ho Hojo. But... It makes more sense as to why Lucretia and Vincent couldn't be together. Mm -hmm. Because if Lucretia was in love with Vincent and Vincent was in love with her, and even though Gas was in love with, say, Lucretia, mm -hmm. which he wasn't. This is where, like, your story confused me a little bit, but their names are very similar. Well, and well, and to be fair, that's what I thought. Like, that yeah, yeah. was what I took away from the game. Yeah. 
um, Hojo makes more sense because she would never be able to leave Hojo. Yes. Hojo is too um, egotistical to allow that to happen. Where Gas, on the other hand, I could see her leaving Gas and Gas being like, if this is what makes you happy. Because mm-hmm. he was he was a nicer guy. Yeah, he was. Like, all around. Um, Aerith's parents were really nice, even though she doesn't really get to know them yeah I all mean, that well her, her, yeah i mean her dad gas dies basically off screen yeah and her mom her her biological mom dies after she meets the lady who takes care of Aerith for the rest of her life yeah but at a very young age yeah but yeah she because they're all like 16 17 18 mm-hmm. years old yeah and Aerith it was like five or six when her mom dies yeah um so she like knows of her, but doesn't know her, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And but, but yeah, so like, but Vincent's got his own beef. Yeah, because he does. He does look at Sephiroth as the reason why the love of his life died. Exactly. Um, and then like Yuffie, she just wants material. Yeah. So basically one of the things they don't talk about, if you remember the original, I always liken this to the original star Wars trilogy. Mm -hmm. They're always talking about a war between us quote unquote Uh and Wutai. Yeah. And they never really explain what's going on. Basically Wutai is a very Japanese inspired culture. Yeah. And they like to collect materia. Yep. That's just what they do. So Yuffie is what's called a materia hunter and a ninja. Materia Ninja. Yeah. So she basically tags along because you show up and have all this cool materia. And she's like, I'm with you guys now. I'm going to steal it. Yeah. Full on knowing full well, I'm going to steal your shit. Yeah. Which she doesn't. No, she does. Does she? Yeah. Because there's a really funny scene. Like, yeah, but she like gives it all back. Yeah. I was going to say, hold on. Because what happens is it only happens if you specifically go there and you specifically have her. You go to the island of Utai and when you get off, she shows up, steals all your materia and runs away. Yes. And then once you go do the thing that you need to do to get it all back, she's like, here you go. I put all your materia back just as it was. And when you open your menu, all of your materia is not where it was because I had very specific builds for my characters. Yep. And I was like, Shiva she- should not be on cloud. Shiva belongs to Tifa. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, she fucks it all up. Yeah. And it's funny, though. It's funny because it's just that I didn't do anything bad. Look, look, I. it's all here. It's all here. It's all for you. It's just like it was. Mm-hmm. Haha, well, funny game. And you learn that, like, basically, Wutai has now become kind of like a tourist attraction. Yeah. And Yuffie's really mad. She's like, we used to be these honorable, noble, materia hunters. And now and we warriors. Ha- and... Now we have a gift shop. Like, she's yeah. really mad about, yeah. like, what's going on. She she was always a character that I really loved. Yeah. She really was. I really liked her a lot. Um, But, yeah, so, like you have the cool team and then you have the original team, Mm -hmm. right? Because like Vincent's awesome. I've always loved Vincent. I will say this. I like Vincent as a character. I hate his limit breaks because they're, because they're elemental based. They are elemental based, but like, I wish that, but again, he's a secret character. So they're, he's not supposed to exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, I liked his, I liked his limit breaks. 
because they dealed massive elemental damage. And if you knew what kind of boss you were facing, which a lot of the times I did because I went and faced them, died, and went, okay, I'm going to restructure, <laughs> um, you could use the elemental weakness. Yes, that is true. Against them. Yeah. And that was awesome. Yeah. So, like, but I loved him as a character, too. Like, he's weird and yeah. aloof. Yeah. And he like transforms into monsters after he eats them and it's like amazing yeah he's just he literally is just like a vampire basically like but like a monster vampire because he doesn't eat people as as opposed to a fairy vampire no 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 like he only eats monsters oh i see like he he doesn't eat people no he only eats monsters and i love his weapon right this is something we haven't talked about he's got a three barrel shotgun i love it yeah, that's like a revolver. Yeah, it's what start. That's what he starts with. You can get him other guns later on, but but it's still it's a fucking a, it's his awesome shotgun. Yeah, well because so Cloud uses basically a great sword. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great sword. Barrett's got his arm cannon. Yeah, which and there are a couple of variations that are melee. There's like a cannonball variation and like a hook variation. Yeah, but most but of it is long range guns. Long range guns. You have Tifa who's pure martial artist yeah, bare knuckle boxer holy shit so she just gets different gloves that have spikes or claws or stuff like that on them but even just her limit breaks are fucking amazing i love the dolphin kick right because i like the dolphin that actually comes out of nowhere under the- <laughs> <laughs> um Aerith uses a quarter staff yep yuffie uses a um like a giant throwing star yeah it's like a boomerang because it comes back but it is very like the first one you get yeah it's like it's just like a giant throwing star boomerang type Mm. deal yeah it's but like it's cool yeah (laughs) it's fucking cool vincent's got the three barrel shotgun cat sith he's magic based isn't he he's got a megaphone is that what his his weapon is yeah and then sid is um a lance I was about to say it's it's a lance. It's, it's called a lance. Uh, Hello. Uh, and then you forgot Red Thirteen. Red Thirteen has his mouth. Red Thirteen is the weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, his weapon slot is for hairpins. But it is the weapon. Yeah, but he, he is is, he is the, the weapon, weapon. Yeah. and he is badass. I, I like Red. I like <sighs> when I throw Red. I don't in like him. his modeling in the remake. Yeah. Yeah. I like the polygon modeling. He's big. He's buff. He's like, fuck you. In this one, he's kind of like anorexic. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Side note. We're like, yeah, it just, that made me sad a little bit. But yeah, so you continue like running around. You you have this. You find out like Cloud gets, we basically were on it. Cloud gets swept into the life stream Mm -hmm. after handing the black materia to Sephiroth. I feel like, and maybe this is just some something side, Aerith's bow and her hair, wasn't it white materia? No, that was holy materia. Holy materia. Mm-hmm. And you get that after she dies, right? No. You, it falls. You watch it. It falls down under the water. What she's doing is she's praying that it will activate and protect the planet. And so that happens later on in the game but that's right that's right i thought you got it no i think there is a way for you to get it though maybe it's after game but um yeah because it's it it's basically it's the yin and yang effect here you have it because it's white um you have the holy materia and then you have the black materia so after cloud hands over the black materia to sephiroth which is to save his friends isn't it no he's mind controlled 
Oh, that was, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Sephiroth basically realizes, like, hey, you're Genova, too. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. You're my bitch. Yeah. You will bitch. do what I say. Now bring me that black material. Thank you, bye. Well, he does this to one of the other people, too, and this is in one of the other games. I want to say Crisis Core. Um, one of his friends, because you have Zack, who is Cloud's, like, idol. Yeah. You know, and then there was another one, another friend of Sephiroth's. Do you know who I'm talking about? Nope. He wore all red. Nope. There's monsters named after him because he's basically like the creator of these fucking monsters. Got nothing. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, he's the first one that Sephiroth basically learns. Like, if you're infected with Genova cells, because I have so many of them, I can control you. Um, but yeah, and then they find out that he's uh, Cloud gets swept into the live stream. They're looking for him because they're they're panicked. You mm. you don't know if he's alive or dead. You don't know what the fuck's going on. You don't know why the fuck he did this. You nothing. Mm. And you find out he's in a clinic. Right? Yep. On some fucking island. And so then you go to there to save his life. Right? Mm-hmm. Um Well, at least to find him. Yeah. Well, and that's when you find out that he's basically in a coma because of Mako poisoning. Yep. Which would make sense because he fell into basically Mako. Yeah. Pure, unfiltered, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and then that's where Tifa stays for a while, right? Like yeah. I, you does act- it give a timeline? Not really. Basically what happens is you get there, you find Cloud, and then weapon the the dragon weapon attacks, or ultimate weapon. I guess you should give it its proper name. I call yeah. it dragon weapon because it looks like a fucking dragon. Wow. Dragon weapon. Sounds ultimate, like a kitty. Yeah. Ultimate weapon shows up. Um, you go out, you fight it, and then Tifa's like, no, I'm going to stay here. You guys go on and do something else. So everybody <laughs> leaves, and then you have to, like, then they pick a new leader, and they all pick Sid. Because he's the commander of the airship. Oh, yeah. And you have an airship at this point. Yep. Because <laughs> it's Sid. You, yeah. uh, like, you get Sid with the airship. He, no. Yeah, you do. No. It, like, you get Sid at his house with the tiny Bronco, which is like the little water oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Then you go all the way. And then you go back to Juno. And then when you go to escape Juno, you get the airship. You get the airship. Yeah. After Tifa's, you know, Tifa's been caught. Sid is the pilot of like all of your shit completely understandable why you would think that because yes in other final fantasy games every time you get sid you get the airship yeah, sit an airship come in hip one and, package <laughs> tied at the hip yeah um but yeah so like um she stays and then that's when they fall into the live stream together yeah, after that leaves, there's like an aftershock and they fall. They're trying to escape the town and they both fall into the live stream. Yeah. And that's where Tifa then helps Cloud reconstruct his memories. And this is where you get like a lot of backstory on Cloud. Mm-hmm. Like, I should say, a lot of the correct backstory on Cloud. Because yeah. you do go through a whole little scene where you get his backstory. But it's not, it's not correct. Mm-hmm. That's when you find out Cloud, he dreamed of becoming a soldier. Um, he went to um, Midgard to become a soldier. He tested for it, failed it, just became a normal soldier, which is where we said the naming conventions like really fucked up. Yeah. Um, 
but he made friends and you find out like a lot of this in the crisis core game that you could play mm. like he made friends with a guy named zach fair which zach fair is basically the black-haired version of cloud um pretty much like and also happens to be Aerith's first love mm -hmm. which is why when cloud shows up Aerith's like hey i'll we'll go on a date mm -hmm. because they're they're the exact same and at that moment in time cloud believes he is zach mm -hmm. he basically takes all of zach's stories and training and all of that and because of his mental break from the four years that they were tortured he thinks he's zach mm -hmm. but like he fails he makes friends with zach he then returns back to his home village with zach sephiroth and one other rando yeah. soldier not like soldier but soldier yeah normal grunt normal grunt soldier and um that's when sephiroth loses it mm -hmm. and he attacks cloud and zach well he attacks zach first well, zach technically attacks him yeah i mean he burns down the building or he burns down the town yeah and then zach goes to try to stop him zach gets hurt cloud runs in and finishes the job but then he takes Zack and leaves. And during that leaving, they get captured. Mm -hmm. And then they're basically tortured and experimented on for four years by Hojo. Where Hojo is just injecting uh, Mako and Genova cells into Cloud. Which is why in the beginning of the game... Cloud has all these abilities and all like he can do all these things and he's super strong and he's super fast and everything because technically he he became a soldier. Mm -hmm. Hojo made him a soldier. Um, but Cloud's mind because of the death of Zack because he, him and Zack escape. Zack dies. Zack hands him his sword and says it's up to you now and like basically dies. And because of that and the torture cloud fucking like snaps yeah and he's reconstructed his whole past with parts of his memory but he basically took a shit ton of what he wanted to be mm -hmm. and the stories that zach told him and that's who he became so when they're going through this tifa actually sees a lot of what happened in cloud's life and she helps him correct it yeah like straighten it out so when they come out of the live stream together cloud is now cloud mm -hmm. like this is who he is he knows he's not a soldier first class he knows this is all what happened to him but it doesn't change the fact that sephiroth needs to die yeah you know he like, told, he full-on comes out of there and he's like hey guys i'm back sorry about that i was having a bad day i am not who i thought i was but i do know i i need to stop sephiroth so i'm going and i'll give you guys a day to think about it yeah and he like that becomes his main mission at that point is to stop Sephiroth, not because he's compelled to because of the Genova. And I think that's why he was compelled to follow him is because of Genova. Yeah. There's a reoccurring thing. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Where um, you run, you start running into guys in black cloaks that all have numbers on them and they just keep saying the word reunion. And you learn that people with Genova cells in them are drawn to Sephiroth because he's pulling them which is yeah. part of why cloud it has this unrelenting passion to run into him to to go to, to him. go to the reunion yeah because he well sephiroth doesn't want these people to have 
Genova. Genova's his. Mm. It, it's his mother. Like he is he is literally the epitome of a boy with mommy issues. No, for no doubt. <laughs> like holy shit. Um oh, hey, speaking of holy, so while all that's going on, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. the other part of it is that they learn that Aerith's prayer to the planet for the holy magic to work was actually successful, but oh. Sephiroth being um um like but Sephiroth put like a shield over where everything kind of was going down at the time. Yeah. Um and they're like, we need to break that shield so holy can get there. So that's like a second part of clouds re-energizing of going we've got this yeah he's like first of all sephiroth needs to die because dude's dude's a fucking dick yeah secondly we need to save the planet we can only do that by killing sephiroth why don't we just go do both yeah yeah well and and that's it like when he comes back he basically goes you know what i may not be a soldier but i still have all this training i still have all this knowledge we've still gone through all these adventures together and i'm still a motherfucking badass (laughs) um so let's do this and that's like yeah he basically gives them a day and then they go they, you you go off on to the final final frontier those of you who were masochists went to try and get bahamut first yeah. um and i literally say masochist i don't think i like there is no end game they like once you beat sephiroth that's the end of the game mm-hmm. right so if it, there's anything you want to do you do it before you beat seth ross i.e grind until you're level 99 get all max materia all that other stuff how long that final seth Roth battle take you like uh two seconds yeah pretty much like it is ridiculous if you do that <laughs> all i remember is casting w summon with knights of the round and then mime with my other two characters and then i walked away <laughs> Sephiroth dude um yeah but like you you can try and get Bahamut which is the ultimate summon in the game well no you get Bahamut when you are going for the black materia because it's in the you you don't you not necessarily you have there was only one game of my playthrough that I got Bahamut well, then you, you m- don't have to get well him. Then, okay there it, then you must have just missed it you don't have to get him he's tough he's hard you, bah- you just pick it up no, you have to fight Bahamut. No, you don't. Yes. Not not in the original Final Fantasy VII. Yes, you do. Bahamut, Neo Bahamut, Bahamut Zero, those are all just materials that you pick up. No. I'm positive. I am I am damn positive you have to fight him. Because he's tough. Bahamut Materia. Final Fantasy VII. Make sure you classify. I, relax. <laughs> like, Final, okay. Final Fantasy VII Bahamut Materia location. <clears throat> the Bahamut summon materia is dropped right after the battle against the red dragon in the temple of the ancients. Maybe that's what you mean. Maybe that's what I mean. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. There is no other way to obtain this materia. If you missed it during your pass through the temple. Yeah. So you can miss it. If you kill the red dragon and then don't pick it up. Correct. But, Which means I probably didn't pick it up. Um, but yeah. Uh, but then you go and you fight Sephiroth, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, he has basically taken the black meteor or black materia and he summoned meteor yep um shinra is now like in full-fledged fucking panic mode right yeah and they're trying to like stop meteor which they have failed to do yeah yeah they so so there's like a big cannon in juno that that you use that they use for like 30 seconds yeah and then after a while, they move that cannon to Midgar. 
and they use that cannon to break through the shield that Sephiroth created at the North Crater, helping our heroes because they needed to get through the barrier somehow. Yep. But they do that because another weapon is attacking. This is diamond weapon. And these weapons, you know, we've talked about ultimate weapon and now diamond weapon, um, but there's Ruby and Emerald. And basically diamond, these weapons are just these giant, massive creatures. Think of them as like the, um, the kaiju from yeah. you know current Godzilla King Kong mythology yeah, yeah. and that's what they, these guys are yeah they're just they're, they're like we're giant creatures and our job is to protect the planet and anything that's do that's trying to hurt the planet we're gonna stop and so they use this cannon to shoot through diamond uh, weapon and then it has the added benefit of breaking the shield yeah and, which allows holy to get through well it allows us to get through we're they are heroes yeah the heroes have to kill Sephiroth for it to be really effective because he's blocking it because he's so evil and powerful <laughs> and powerful and powerful mm. um but in that it it kills rufus which rufus is actually the son of president shinra if i remember right yeah and so he once the president dies rufus kind of takes over and he's not as bad like as his father he's he's not great but he's definitely not as evil as his father i never felt like he was that kind of jackass of like no matter whose lives it costs we're we're gonna do what we want right mm -hmm. he was more of i don't give a fuck how much money it costs we're gonna try and protect the planet and the people on it yeah he was he was more he was more of an of an evil doer but he wasn't like, like super evil like yeah, his dad was comically his, evil yeah his dad was like fuck it drop a plate yeah <laughs> i don't feel like rufus would have ever dropped a plate no like he would have been more tactical about it yeah. like he used the turks way more i love the turks yeah sorry there there's a like an elite there's an in-between between base bitch soldier and soldier and they're called Turks. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like this game's version of like the CIA. Like, yeah. They yeah. do a lot of espionage and covert and black ops missions, and they're not afraid to get their hands dirty. Like what And Vincent Vincent was a Turk. Vincent was a Turk. Vincent yeah. was a Turk, which they're, is why he's protecting, because he they're kind of like the Secret Service, FBI, yeah. CIA, like all that, because he was protecting the scientists. That mm. was his job, and he just ended up falling in love with the scientist's wife pretty sure sephiroth's his baby no i mean <laughs> hojo dies somewhere in there yeah so when you because hojo's a dick and yeah like I, that was a good happy moment for me yeah so when they're firing the cannon at crater um it killed it does it kill hojo as well it doesn't kill him you go to stop him because you're afraid that it's going to blow up the city mm -hmm. and you have to fight him, but you find out that he's injected himself with Genova cells. Of so he, he, has. he goes through three variations. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, he goes through three different Rule forms. Three. Yeah. He goes through three different forms, but before that you fight the defense guy and Scarlet in the giant cattle prod yeah. red thing. That was kind of fun. Again, yeah. again, we're skipping over some stuff just because, you know, like they're not, they're not like big points and yeah, we want to leave a little bit. This, yeah, yeah, it's a fun game. Play it. Um, if you like, can get over the graphics. <laughs> who cares? Yeah, I know. Like, just play it. Um, but yeah, this is actually when you find out that Hojo is Sephiroth's biological father. Which just kind of like, I don't know for you. Yeah. 
that's when I was like, dude, this dude truly is super fucked up and evil. Because throughout it all, you're finding out like Hojo did this, Hojo did this, Hojo did this. All to his son. Mm. Like, all to his son. But again, Hojo's main goal was to find the promised land. His son was supposed to be able to have the knowledge to get there. Yeah. So there was there was that part of it too. But so like after all of that, you descend into the planet's core um in the north crater through the north crater i should say and that's where you have to defeat both genova and sephiroth Mm -hmm. which sephiroth then like transforms because like you made a comment about how he like flies off earlier yeah right sephiroth like i always thought he was the coolest fucking villain because just off of his right shoulder he just sprouts this magnificent like raven wing and he's able to fly. It just comes and goes. The one-winged angel. The one-winged angel. But like the final battle, he transforms and he's got he's got a black wing and a white one, and he's not looking so good. No, no. And same thing. I mean, he ha- he goes through a couple of different versions of himself yeah. too. Yeah, but he's 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 hard to beat. If you're just playing through the storyline and doing a couple of little side things and everything like that, you grind, you level up. Like, I I would say basically by level 70, 75. Oh, yeah. He's super easy to beat. You don't have to grind to level 99, Chris. I know. You don't have to grind. I know. I don't have to. I was just having so much fun playing. It is. It's. There's a lot of fun in it. The chocobo farming. Ah, I love chocobos. I love chocobo breeding. This is... This is like the game that made chocobos. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think it is. Yeah. Because of the fact that you could breed them, farm them, race them, ride all them. this, ride them. Like the golden chocobo was like the thing you had to get. Oh, man. With that airship and a golden chocobo, literally with a golden chocobo, you can go anywhere. But with the airship and a golden chocobo, man, your life is easy peasy. Yeah. Well, and the golden chocobo is necessary. hundred mm. percent. Because you mentioned your favorite thing. Yeah. Knights of the Round. Love that summon. In order to get Knights of the Round, you have to have a golden chocobo. Mm-hmm. Have to. So, like, the fact that there was little things like that. Like, if you don't do this, you don't get this. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Like, that was cool. Um, But, yeah, like, once you beat beat him, uh, you you escape. Yeah. Holy is finally able to be summoned and do its thing, which protects the planet from Meteor and destroys it, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of like, that's it. Yeah. Game yeah. over. Fades to an epilogue. Yep. Where you, uh, 500 years later. Yeah. Red 13. Mm-hmm. With two little baby Red 13s with him. Yeah, yeah. He's the only one alive. Everybody else is dead. Well, yeah, it's been 500 years. So first of all, holy crap, this dude really does have a long lifespan. Forever long. And then secondly, what you see is he's running along and they jump up onto these rocks and then they look out over Midgar and it's covered in plants. Yeah. So it's, it's it, like where like crap. in the beginning of the game, it is a desolate wasteland around it yeah. that is just industrialized. Now it is a lavish green I don't know. It's Oasis. Just a ruin. It's just a yeah, ruin. Like yeah. it's it's but it's all green around it. It like because in the beginning it's a desert it's around desert. it. Yep. It's all green around it. it. It's 
life has come back to the earth. Yeah. But what I want to know is in those 500 years, what happened to the people? <laughs> like legit. Well, they they all been on this planet more than 500 years ourselves, yeah, so they all moved just they all just moved away. You think so? Oh yeah. You think absolutely. they left Midgar and just yeah. went somewhere else on the on the planet? Yeah, they could have gone to Calm. They could have cre- created a new establishment. You know, I mean Juno, right? I mean there there are tiny towns, but you have to remember, right? In the terms of video games, this is kind of like they're just like, well, we're just going to plop stuff down here for you to interact with. Yeah. But in the quote unquote real worlds, like they could just create but a new when settlement the, somewhere. When the game ends, there's still three reactors still working. Uh, more than that, right? Because there's eight in total. They blow up two. Two, but there no. There's I think there's only seven. Is there eight? I could have swore there was eight. There might be eight. I know they blow up two, but there's a couple that aren't working and one that's still being built. Oh, me. I think maybe you're right. Like I think the eighth reactor is still being built. And a couple of them don't work. They blow up two of them. I think it only lives three remaining, which they do say off of three reactors, the city's not going to be able to keep running the way that it was. So maybe with Rufus dead now and nobody running Shinra. Ah, But see, Rufus isn't dead. If we're going to count Final Fantasy Advent Children as canon, Rufus isn't dead. It is canon. So Rufus isn't dead. Rufus isn't dead. I was about to say, but that doesn't, that takes place after the game, but the epilogue of the game takes place 500 years oh, yeah. later. No, at that point, <laughs> Rufus is fucking dead. Rufus is dead. <laughs> he has been dead for um, at least 450 years, probably more. Yeah. No, you're right, because Advent Children, he's wa- rolling around in that fucking wheelchair with Reno and... Um, Rude. Rude. And Elena. Is Elena there? She she shows up in like one or two quick scenes. Oh, um, it's her and the other guy whose name I can never remember. Um, he's like the one Turk that I just never remember his name. Yeah, he's like Reeves, but not. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're the ones that like shoot out the net that catches him when he falls out the window. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so but maybe he just decided to shut it down. But again, it, like that kind of seems like a weird story arc because even in Advent Children, you're starting to see life come back to Midgar. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's kind of what's going on. I just think that basically what happened was is the li- the the planet started to um, overtake the city, yeah, and people stopped living in it and just moved out of it. And yeah, started going other places. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. But you know, I mean, there could still be people there. I, we don't really get a good but shot. But here we are. So it was what ninety seven. Yeah, twenty six years. Twenty twenty. No, sorry, twenty four years later. Yes, twenty four. Fuck, twenty four years later. We're still talking about this game <laughs> and still having debates on like what happened and what was going on in it and how we felt about certain things. It's an amazing game with an incredible storyline. We didn't cover everything. No. I don't want to cover everything. Um, we'll probably actually cover more of everything in the Final Fantasy VII remakes because those are, like we said, they're break broken down. They're in parts. And I don't know about you. Like, outside of a couple of things with Final, 
with the Final Fantasy VII remake, mm-hmm. it was pretty true to what you go through. They added a couple of things, of course. Yeah. But, like, I didn't mind the add-ons. It was fun. So it's it's pretty true to this storyline. So follow us through those podcasts if you really want the more in-depth mm-hmm. because those are going to be individual games where we're probably going to be able to touch on the the individual subjects a little bit better. You yeah, know what I mean? A little more specific. Yeah. You know, I mean, in this one, we didn't really talk about what characters we used, what we ran them with as far as material-wise, kind of well, what our I, strats were. I kind of want you to do that. Not not you as in you, Chris. I mean, you as in the listener yeah. because that's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Like, remember, when this game came out, the internet didn't exist. It didn't. For the most part. Oh, God. Dial up. Okay, let me <laughs> log on for an hour. And Oh, God damn it, sister. Stop. Get off the phone. I'm trying to connect to the internet. Like, come on, man. The internet didn't exist. The internet existed in the 1960s. The internet didn't exist. It did, it did not. You know what I mean by this. No, it I may have you. been invented. It may have been there. It, like... <laughs> Public use was 1991. <laughs> I'm just and, telling And you. even then, though, dial up. Yeah. We, a lot of these kids are not going to understand that. Uh, yeah, basically, just just, <laughs> just have a fax line call you and pick up your phone. That, and that's, that's, that's what, what it, it was. Like. <laughs> and you waited for 15 minutes for it to connect. But play through it like that. Don't go on the internet. Don't look up how to do the chocobo farming. It was all done through trial and error and figuring it out. But that was part of what made the game so fun. Mm. Like, you can look up all of this now. You could... We didn't talk about the the love triangle between Cloud, Aerith, and Tifa. Right. Like we didn't talk about the Golden Saucer. We didn't talk about the Golden Saucer. Like, which I hate that place. <laughs> Fucking hate it. But like, uh, there were there's little things throughout it. Experience it yourself. Mm-hmm. This is. It's not my favorite game of all time, like Chris, but it is definitely up there, top five, easy, and it's just so much fun. <laughs> play it it's literally i think it's like 10 bucks right now on the playstation network god at least i was gonna say 9.99 on the xbox store i think yeah like it, it's dirt cheap dirt cheap yeah, skip but your, skip your coffee on, on you know skip your coffee tomorrow i will never this. i will <laughs> never tell you that because i hate that saying find 10 bucks dig through your debit card i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say dig through your couch anymore I, I was about to but then i was like that that phrase is obsolete pretty much shit, like who uses coins anymore who uses coins um but yeah play the game if you haven't if you love jrpgs if you just if you like a good storyline yes the graphics are hard it's gonna it's gonna kill you the graphics are gonna kill you play the game yeah it is so much fun you'll get over the graphics after a little while it is so much fun um with that those are my closing thoughts chris yeah i said it at the beginning this is absolutely number one favorite game of all time i have played this game so much i i will uh, literally i would walk to the ends of the earth to just praise this game i wish everybody could experience it and i hope that everyone gets the same sense of enjoyment um, and fulfillment that i got from it it's really really good at just everything it does um you know i don't really think that even with some of the longer dialogue scenes even those like don't go on so long like the hardest part for me in this game is cloud's 
uh, flashback and calm yeah. right after you leave yeah. Midgar. Like that's the hardest part for me just because it's a backstory that you're playing through. Yeah. And, and it, it's all talk. Yeah. It's and it's all talk. talk. There's like a couple of fights, but like you don't really do any, like you do 16 damage. Sephiroth does 9,999 damage. Like it just like that to me, luckily they did it at the beginning i feel like if something like that had happened towards the end it would have been rough yeah like, that would have been it would have crashed the pacing at least at this point you've had a nice exciting chase you've left midgar now you can have a nice little talk at calm and then you're back off to the races and you can go and do whatever you want yeah so yes high recommend for me i love this game i want everybody else to give it a chance and i'd love to hear what all they think and if you loved this there are literally like there as i said crisis core um, there's a very rare game. I don't know if you'd ever be able to find it. Dirge of Cerberus. I played it and I have it. Yeah, but it, like I don't know if you could find it Ooh, now. Yeah. Like that might be a hard one because it wasn't very popular. I that w- takes place after the events of Advent Children. Yeah, I wonder if it's on. I mean, it's not a good game. Don't it's, get me wrong. It's not. But I it, remember playing it on the GameCube, buddy. I played it on the PlayStation and I had fun. Maybe it, it was on the PlayStation, but it like it was around the GameCube days. Oh yeah, like, no, I mean this is a PS2 game through and through. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it was not like it's it, it's not a good game, but it's a fun game if that makes sense. Yeah, but there are games that can fill in a little bit more, like Crisis Core. You mm. really want to know about Sephiroth's past, who Zach Fair is, um, like it that's the game to play and and of course we've been talking about advent children it was a a, A movie an animated movie cg uh it's a cg movie and really well done holy crap still to this day holds up it's gorgeous it's a ton of fun Uh, this is what advent children is what people wanted final fantasy 7 remake to look like yeah like because it was amazing and I'll just say this, like halfway through it, there's a really awesome fight scene with a giant monster. Not going to drop any names because so it could be a surprise. But that whole fight sequence, like just amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like not even the last one with Sephiroth. That, that one. So cool. That one is so cool. And I will always remember like Tifa telling everybody, stop. We're not. We can't do anything. Cloud has stayed at the top of his game since we defeated him the last time. If we get involved now, all we would be doing is holding him back. Mm -hmm. And it was just Cloud and Sephiroth fucking shit up. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Um, But yeah, like there's other things that you can check out. It really lends into this. It. Love. Love. All the love love. for this game. Yeah, I can't. So they hit it out of the ballpark. No, they song. really did. Um, so yeah, so check us out on our Facebook. Yep. You know that we we're pimping that all the time. Hit us up on Podbean. Mm-hmm. Review us where mm-hmm. you can. Mm-hmm. We totally appreciate it. Um, and yeah, guys, once again, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate every single one of you listening to this. So I guess I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game, game on. on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required for 
no part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from no tokens required.